Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. So on a normal day, I would be very excited about, you know, driver changes and paddock changes and rumors and contracts and, you know, the Ferraris and the Red Bulls of the world. But today, it's going to be a little subdued. I'm going to start this with a prayer. Uh, I'm going to start this with cross fingers for Jules Bianchi, his family, his team, all his doctors that are operating on him. I just hope we get some good news from him. And this is just a wake up call. A reminder that motorsport, no matter at what speed, is dangerous. And no matter how much you test these cars... You're always a little vulnerable in the world of F1. Uh, Kunal is with me and Kunal, uh, not something we expected. It's kind of saddening, a little grey, just like the Grand Prix of Japan. Absolutely. You know, we started the weekend on Saturday morning with news of Vettel and Red Bull and Alonso and Ferrari and the likes. And Mm. in all of this, we were also wondering where would Jules Bianchi fit in, Mm. given that he's a Ferrari development driver. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad the way everything is now subdued post the Grand Prix. And, you know, a lot of questions come up, like you and I were discussing, should the safety car have been brought out? And, you know, especially when the tractor's out extricating a car, or if the Melikit helicopter wasn't able to fly, is that a safety hazard by itself? Then why were the drivers allowed to be raced? But I remember, you know, back back in the day when the Indian Grand Prix was a Grand Prix, uh, I remember them delaying the practice three it was by half an hour because, well, uh, the medical fly- helicopter did not could not fly because of the haze and the fog, etc. Uh, yes, during a Grand Prix, all of this is, you know, a very practical view of looking at things. But in my opinion, they, they just don't need to start under safety cars for 11 laps because, well, then why the hell do we have wet weather tires yeah you know and like you said it's all a split second decision and it's all a series of unfortunate events that led us to where it is but i think you and i are fortunate that we have so many listeners that we can send out a social message that it's time to rely only on the official sources and not uh, you know on sources which are believing in spreading rumors and that's what you and i should also be doing rishi Yes, we're not going to comment on his condition because we'll wait for a statement from from FIA. But Hamilton's condition is looking very nice. Um, suddenly, uh, you know, luck is backing him. His talent is backing him. Conditions are backing him. And the intermediate tyres were definitely backing him. What a great drive by the one-time champion, soon to be two-time champion if possible. Absolutely. And even more so, given that Rosberg beat him in qualifying on track. It was great to see him come back in the race, pull off a really stunning overtaking move into turn one and go ahead and win the race. I mean, he managed his tyres better and hence the worthy winner and the worthy world championship leader as well. And something that is not expected from Hamilton because, you know, what, tyre management and Hamilton and lockups, well, they don't come in the same frame, do they? And the frame of Lewis Hamilton's glowing left front brake disc was also spectacular. I don't know how many people saw it on television, but yes, great drive by Lewis. Great drive by Jensen and Vettel also, you know, everybody drove like a champion and and Vettel was brilliant with the tyres, brilliant with the Williams while he was overtaking them. Jensen Button, well, these conditions, he he, he is supremo, he is unpredictably, predictably nice. 
he got the perfect call on the tire strategy before everyone else and this goes back to what you told me before we started the podcast and my point was with all these kids around the block who who probably should be playing formula 1 only on a playstation um, there's a magnussen there's kvyat there's the verstappen there's the ericsons of the world who who probably don't even have a full mustache these experienced guys the veterans the drivers who have won championships and seen races over the years will always you know cast that line of separation between men and boys and what a drive by all these guys i mean if if there's any message Jensen had to send out to a Honda engine at a Suzuka he did that perfectly yesterday bang on target but well you know what conversely for Ferrari no points in the bag Alonso retired and strange retirement and then Kimi Raikkonen was was he even racing yesterday you know i think they should just stop using his engines because you know they will save a lot of money save a lot of time what happened and, and, and for some reason i feel very bad because he's a great driver he's known for raw pace and he just doesn't have it especially in such conditions as well again one of those you know veteran racers who loves mixed conditions etc and uh, like we realize that the understeered aspect of the ferrari racing car this year is really working against raikkonen's performances but well, mixed feelings mixed conditions are there in the paddock as well mixed news mixed opinions are there in the paddock as well mixed rumors and mixed contracts are there in the paddock as well i'm going to talk about the whole vettel plus alonso plus red bull plus ferrari plus mclaren curry i'm going to begin by saying the only official part of this is the fact that vettel is leaving red bull there's no information on where alonso is there's no information who's who's ferrari going to retain and uh, well mclaren is just tight-lipped about everything yes and to add to your official confirmation mm-hmm. red bull has confirmed that they will have a dan and dan team up next season which will be daniel ricciardo being partnered by daniel kivat next season so they love name same same name because past back in the day it used to be sebastians of the world now it's dannys of the world yes. but vettel leaving red bull and kivat coming to join ricciardo you know if if i'm one i'd feel boss i was just as good as as ricciardo back in the day and i'm not getting this seat and kvyat has gone from well gp3 gp2s of the world to a red bull seat in 11 months or less i mean that could be luck or i mean there's obviously some talent involved there the team has data but there should be some luck over here as well absolutely he's been in the right place at the right time vettel and alonso are the game changers in the current grid being rated as a top drivers mm-hmm. and with hamilton being locked in so strongly by mercedes so kvyat has been a big beneficiary of this mm-hmm. but like you said vern is suddenly feeling left out i mean he's beaten kvyat this season he's matched in performance to ricciardo last season he's got more experience than the two youngsters coming together next season but he's still without a drive and he believes he's going to have to drive to other france next season he he might just need to d- drive tour de france this year also because well he doesn't have any engines left <laughs> <laughs> but you know what rishi the the, the other bigger ploy here mm-hmm. is red bull has forced vettel alonso and ferrari into showing their hands they have pulled a fast one on everyone else true you know if if you turn around and say that ferrari's made him a great attractive offer given him a lot of money it just now puts ferrari in jeopardy to announce whether raikkonen is leaving or alonso is let's face it raikkonen will stay and alonso is, is rumored to leave with honda uh, unless there's a three car 
president that we've been talking about for next year and you know that's still a rumor but that's still possible but you know having a alonso raikkonen and vettel in the same team highly unlikely a lot of money going out in drivers yeah absolutely and you know in my view i'll tell you what's transpired possibly rishi yes ferrari have been extremely upset with the bad pr they've been getting for being unable to deliver a championship winning car to alonso mm-hmm. for that matter what happened in the, the 90s with schumacher todd and braun where the trio became bigger than the brand of ferrari something similar is being happening right now as well where alonso is being spoken of more than ferrari that's when ferrari probably realized that listen we need to let go of alonso and the bad pr that comes along with we need fresh talent to come in even more so the fresh talent is german i mean you and i both know what a german in that italian team is capable of doing yes i'd love to hear the national anthems of the two on the podium and let's not forget alonso has not been the most famous when it comes to developing a car and putting a team around him which is probably a very good speciality of baby shumi vettel and they look at it as a good succession to what shumi did back in the day great reference point of what you just mentioned and alonso specifically of being a team leader etc it's very easy for us to speculate i'm sure there are reasons for it as well but you know from a vettel's point of view rishi you know we were all wondering is it the right time for him to leave red bull it was his last year that he won four titles on the trot mm-hmm. but let's look at it this way adrian new is no longer with red bull racing so the his influence on the car is reduced renault's engines issues have been extremely high this season and there isn't a possibility or there isn't a chance that they will be entirely solved by next season and then when a ferrari comes calling you just drop everything and go especially if you are at the position where you can bail them out of yet another slump that the italian market team is going through and let's not forget uh, before ricardo beats him right left and center till the end of the season and reduces his money value further this is a right call to make so i think this is win win for vettel uh, more win for ferrari well they didn't have any other big champion names that they could have poached the way i also look at the situation is Where Ferrari is also got a win-win by getting Vettel in because well they didn't have any other big names to poach well Lewis wouldn't come or Rosberg wouldn't come let's face it uh, Button's too old to be got there who's left Alonso's leaving them Kimi they already have there's no other name Vettel is young as well as experienced as well as a quadruple champion yes like I put up on our Facebook page Ferrari has been unable to win championships so they've gone ahead and bought a few in the form of Vettel. <laughs> but it was very interesting to see red bull racing back themselves back the driver training program and let sebastian vettel go because probably they also knew that 2016 is when a vettel would join a ferrari and instead of spending a year just trying to please each other just let him go and use that year to develop a daniel kivat so now the picture for toro rosso is quite simple they're going to have two new young drivers young well adolescent if i may put it that way possibly so they haven't announced but possibly so so both these drivers were probably have racing in their jeans and be putting on their racing suits and going racing but if i was a toro rosso i would still retain uh, a john eric wan because well i need the experience if i'm a mclaren i would look like look at a john eric wan because well if there's an alonso coming he'll be a fantastic number 2 i'd look at a nico halkenberg immediately who starts suddenly looking like the loser in well i was going to be a ferrari driver one day to well I'm still at Force India now. But Rishi, what are the options that Alonso has, given that he's outrightly been denied a seat with Red Bull Racing last year and this year, mm-hmm. with Mercedes saying that he's they're not interested in him either, and him actually having gone through a divorce and now going and remarrying a possible McLaren out there, and you know dealing with Ron Dennis. So he probably has an option to either stay with Ferrari and let Raikkonen go, which seems unlikely. There is, like you said, a three-three-car three option where Alonso, Raikkonen, and Vettel will all be three-B Ferrari drivers, which mm-hmm. also seems unlikely. 
which then leads us to the last cue and this doesn't need you and me to play Sherlock to realize that he's probably on his way to McLaren Honda. But do you really think that that's a good career move for him? Because let's remember, after his world championships, he's made the worst career moves possible in terms of finding the right car for him. Because at the end of the day, he is the fastest driver on the grid and the most complete driver like we call him. But he's still unable to land himself the fastest car. But somebody who, who might not be landing themselves a seat for next year could be either Button or Magnussen. Now, I believe Button should be partnering Alonso for a year at least and help develop the Honda engine and car. Magnussen could just, you know, take the back seat for a year, do the spins that he does on track probably on a simulator, come back and still be a driver for them. But, you know, uh, this is going to be a raw deal for someone somewhere in the musical chairs that they, these guys are playing. Somebody's going to go without a seat. Somebody worthy enough of a seat is going to be without a seat. And and for Red Bull, they'll be really happy with this because, well, Daniel Kvyat comes to the lead team officially when the, the Russian Grand Prix is six days away. So that's just perfect PR for them. But I'm going to go back to see is joining McLaren Honda a raw deal for Alonso. Mm-hmm. Was he really that worse off in Ferrari that he had to leave and join a McLaren? Because let's face it, he's impatient and at least you and I know and possibly even Alonso if he's done his due diligence that 2015 a Ferrari will not land him a world championship. Novel Honda. Novel Honda. In which case, would he have been better off waiting for a Ferrari to wait till 2016? Now, the rumor and the talk in the paddock is that Ferrari's long-term plans were not enough for an aging Alonso. Okay, and they were happy to let him go to a McLaren. So, even the retirement benefits of being a Ferrari driver, Alonso will not be able to end cash. And in my view now that if he's going to a McLaren Honda, he needs to be patient. He needs to get along with people because those are the two qualities lacking in back then. And uh, let's hope that this can deliver him his third and historic world championship title. Russian GP is up and running in five days' time. We'll see cars on track again. This is a new track. So there's a, a lot of chaos between Japan and Russia and all the, all the freed that needs to reach there in time. We'll be there in time to talk about it. Uh, the only thing we hope and pray for right now is the fact that Jules Bianchi comes out of that operation theatre walking on his feet. And Russia, unknown track. I think it's going to be Mercedes versus Mercedes. Who do you think is going to come on top? I hope it's Sahara Faustinia that comes out on top. <laughs> They're in a tough fight with McLaren. It's interesting to see how it's been going their way. And uh, I'd love to see Hamilton and Rosberg fight again without any mechanical gremlins. Mm-hmm. But I also somewhere believe that Vladimir Putin could just pick up a helmet, get into one of those racing cars and start racing. And he could take Marcus Ericsson's seat, I guess. <laughs> well, if he can drive a proposal, drive in a Formula 1 car, I think he can get a super license. Uh... Super Talks about Formula 1 happened here on Inside Line F1 podcast. This has been a long one, I know, but it's an important one. Post-Russian Grand Prix might have a little more light on Alonso and McLaren's future. Till then, you keep racing, keep it safe and keep listening to us. also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.